time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Oh, brother! Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, actor, writer, comedian, the legendary Bob Saget. We're going to be talking to Bob in just a sec. First, let me thank my new podcast hosts, StarburnsAudio.com, home to the Sklar Brothers and Joe Coy and Paula Poundstone with Adam Felber and Cliff Dorfman with Jason Smith, Matt Besser's there. So many great shows. Check them all out. Also, my stat man, Jeff Cesario, new comedy album out called What Was I Thinking? Todd Pandora and Spotify recorded at the legendary Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Relieve some of the stress in this challenging time. I'm told I uh, make an appearance on it. Hey, we got uh, Advice Corner. We got Fiery Four. We got Pop Quiz. It's a great show. And as always, before we get to my guest, the great Bob Saget, time for the Waterhouse Update. Brought to you by Miserati, the Jewish sports car. Baseball, 60-game season. That's shorter than a fish concert tour. No fans. So teams say will have to boo the Astros electronically. Ultimate fighting. Dana White announced UFC 259 will be held on a giant toboggan during an avalanche in the Canadian Rockies triggered by white's own anger that wrap-up sponsored to you by alpaca the throw rug made from pure alpaca or is it nba set for a july start at disney world should dovetail nicely with poisonous snake season nascar fbi says the noose and bubba wallace's stall with door pull and the burning cross was just an awkward cigarette lighter that wrap-up sponsored by bay quinoa the non-grain quinoa made entirely from bacon nfl cam newton agrees to a one-year deal with the patriots said the devil don't look at me this was all belichick and finally this week in sports history the year 1991 the place, London, England, Wimbledon, second round, 591st ranked Nick Brown beat 10th ranked Goran Ivanisevic by five syllables and an umlaut. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by Roberta Flack Jacket. You're not killing me softly or loudly in my Roberta Flack Jacket. Now, finally, it's talk time. My guest today, one of the funniest humans to walk the face of the earth, great stand-up and director, star of Full House and Fuller House, and host of his own smash hit podcast called Bob Saget's Here For You, the enchanting Bob Saget. Bob! How are you today? I'm enchanted just talking to you, and your voice is so, so soothing. I wish you'd call me at night. <laughs> you have a... Well, nobody's ever accused me of that before. Let's dive right in. You grew up in Philadelphia. I sure did. And uh, you lived and died a little bit with a couple of those teams. I know that. Uh, a lot of people claim the Philly fans are like Boston fans, but with less class. Well, I wouldn't say that. Maybe less teeth, but they're uh, they're good people. You, that's why the rolls, the Amorosa rolls for the cheesesteaks are so soft, because it, it, ah, it's meant for the teeth. I think they started with the less teeth, and then they added the soft roll. 
Gotcha. But, so they um, were down to 17 teeth and they said, we got to We got to make the sandwiches more digestible. Exactly. <laughs> Before that would be, we got 17 teeth. Oh, we're down to 16. It was like a sporting event, you know, it was a, they were Get your odds in fast, but I was a lover of the Phillies and the Eagles. I'm still a lover of, and, um, and I was a temple student. So the owls was the college. Uh, yeah, team. that was but, a, that was a big time. Now, did you play any sports? Cause I would assume Maybe not, but if they had varsity poker, possibly. That I could have done guess. that badminton in a skirt I did, and I was good. Wow. Um, yeah, That's I, tough in Philly. It's very, <laughs> but I distracted people, and uh, I wouldn't go to the locker room after. I would just run home. Um, but <laughs> So you uh, were a fast kid. <laughs> I'm so fast. I mean, the tennis skirt allows you. It's like a kilt. You know, you, it gives you a lot of, sure. of, of, you know, ballroom. You walk. Um, you know, was, did you was, say ballroom? I think I did. I mean, Yakov Smirnov uh, used to have a joke. Uh, he didn't understand baseball. Four balls, you walk uh, in baseball, and then he said, "Sure, you walk proud." That was his uh, Russian interpretation of American sports. But I also loved the Flyers, and when they won the Stanley Cup, I was uh, not far from a place called Oxford Circle where they were looting and. Uh, when Philly fans win, there's destruction. So yeah. it's uh, it's weird that we're in a world that, that um, what's happening and the pain that we're going through isn't affiliated at all with winning. It's affiliated with, you know. Right, right. Change. And Philly fans, uh, quarantining has to be extra hard because they can't go out and, you know, light a Kia on fire. They can't do it. No, nope. if they their, win. Their face mask is a hoagie. <laughs> they, they eat it from the inside out you went to the temple so yes. john cheney the basketball coach they must have had his eye out for someone your height my height was right everything else was wrong there was that's just the nothing. title of your new game show my height was right yeah my new game show let's <laughs> let's pray it never comes unless the truck <laughs> unless the truck backs up and i give money to charity but um <laughs> <laughs> I was on match game the other night because I wanted to see my daughters. I was in New York. Alec Baldwin asked and I went, sure, I'll do that. And I just watched it. And it was like, cause I never watched myself, but why would I watch myself on match game? And I'm still suffering right now. I want to take the cyanide pill, but um, it's oh, okay. that's it's, just a fun romp. And, and, and it listen, is, were you yeah, there? It is. Catch him. Uh, go, go catch him on the match game. Uh, that no, 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 please. No, no. do it. Uh, but I love, by, I love uh, Alec Baldwin and, and I love a lot of the people that were on it. So I thought oh, they're great. would be okay, but I'm a moron it when it comes to uh, brain teasers and no, yeah, but I was, that adds I was, to the game. It, it would, but being a moron just gives you something to laugh at. And, um, and I don't like being made fun of. And that's why when I was young and tall and I was, I would go to play basketball. I even did basketball, uh, very interestingly, um, in a movie, a TV movie where I had to make layups. And every time they had to shoot me like, uh, right about below the nipples, um, as I, as I threw the ball up, I would always take my feet and kick myself in the ass. Um, it was weird. And there was a Russian player that I think his name was Popoff. I'm not sure. Pop, pop, I don't know. Papa, can you hear me? But he, he Let's uh, call him Yakov Smirnov. It was Yakov Smirnov, <laughs> uh, Yakov Putin Smirnov. And he was able to, uh, do a, an amazing layup by his feet were off the ground, like a ballet artist. But when I did it and I didn't make the shot, but I did a ballerina move. 
let's just say I wasn't chosen anymore. Wow, I mean, that uh, horrible self-assessment brought to you by <laughs> Medieval Knievel, the Jousting Daredevil, and Grape Canaveral, the Box Wine NASA Trusts. Now, let's dive right in. Your, uh, your life kind of flipped around due to, weirdly, an appendicitis. You were kind of rocking along. You got into theater. You came out here. You're a USC. You had a weird uh, like attack, and it kind of changed your, your whole perspective. Is that right? It did. You know, you you know as much about me as my friend Jeff Cesario, who I've known for so long, I think since I had my appendicitis. You remind me of him. I don't know what I can put, can't put my finger on it. Yeah, but. most people can't. Well, you know, he works for me. He's my stat man. Oh, God. Yeah, that's, yeah, why, that's why I get fed the good stuff. He's got an incredible mind. He sees numbers in front of himself. It's just beautiful. It's like Russell Crowe. But, um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's sort of a statistics savant. Because he's not uh, very socially gifted. I don't think that. We've always liked each other. Um, at least I liked him. I don't know. You might know better. Maybe he's talked to you about me. But um, Well, you know, I try to keep it professional because, uh, uh, you know, you, you hire people and nowadays you can't, uh, you, you don't get references. Nobody well, has a resume anymore. You don't know what they're uh, going to tweet about you. What if Jeff perfect. came out and said you tried something on him? That's, you know. Yes, and then I'm sucked into a Me Too scandal, and suddenly I'm Harvey Weinstein. All I'm trying to do is have some fun with Bob Saget. So you're in the got, hospital. I just want to know, do you think he has cable? Anyway, so um, no. I was in the hospital at UCLA. Uh, it was July 4th. I was 21. I had just come out. I started working at the comedy store. Uh, Mitzi Shore, the owner, said, you should work here for free. And I went, okay. Um, and I quit USC grad school. And then I was living in Palms in a single apartment and I, it burst um, and I didn't know it. And I got driven to the hospital by my, uh, who drove, I can't remember who drove me. Um, It might've been my ex-wife who was my girlfriend then, but she was dating another guy too. It's a good story. Anyway, they kept me waiting there for eight hours. They put an ice pack on me because I wasn't a VIP. So they couldn't care less. And that's I Hollywood just, for you. If you're not a VIP, you don't get the treatment. And it's affiliated with UCLA. I believe it's the queen of headshots hospital. I actually had to get a headshot redone, uh, but they couldn't do it because I had gangrene. The truth is I had gangrene Good because Lord. they kept, because they kept me waiting so long. And so that I wouldn't sue, not that I had any money to hire a lawyer, but it would have been right. a contingency. Uh, they put me in a private room with, at first I was with another guy who later passed away. <laughs> I hope I didn't cause it. I didn't mean to laugh. I laugh at, no, you know, no, I'm, a, I'm a comedian. We laugh at pain sometimes. Yeah, we do. That's our, that's the job. <sighs> that is. Um, and so uh, I almost died. I had gangrene and they never stitched me up. I had to take a, a Q-tip cotton swab and stuff it and here's the story you what ready is that? for this what did david blaine operate on you how did they get in and out with no uh, cut or stitches it was unbelievable kevorkian put me down and uh, <laughs> and then when i woke up i i had to stuff it with a long q-tip it was an open wound and had to close on its own and i still right now it's still kind of a you could do that with it it's not wow. great not who a good i could have had work done on it but what for? But yeah, um, who, do, who who doesn't stuff it with a Q-tip? That right? tip. I have to tell you this by, little. <laughs> that, go ahead. Sorry. That's brought to you by Beige, the color with no <laughs> holiday baggage. 
and leftover veggie pizza feeding late night custodial crews for over three decades. Now, listen, so, so, so that changes your life. You dive into standup. You're yeah. doing standup. How do they find you for full house? Did you audition as an actor or did they come to the comedy store and see you and say, that's the guy? Well, that's a long story, and I know this is only a, a short show, but you're going to have to extend. Um, and I know you've been told that before, but here's what happened. I was, what? But what happened was um, I'd been at the comedy store for about eight years. I've been doing stand-up since I was 17 and in Philly. So when I was 21 and I won this Student Academy Award for, it really was one. I don't know why I did that. Maybe I have an itch. You did? And, well, uh, you only did half an air quote. That's true. So it was just one side was a student yeah. Academy Award. It was an I, error. Right. Because <laughs> it should have been an Academy Award. But it was um, a serious documentary um, about my nephew having his face reconstructed. Please hold your laughs. Wow. So um, what happened was um, I started working the store. I ended up doing the warm up for Bosom Buddies um, with Tom oh, Hanks sure. and Peter Scolari. And the producers, uh, one was a writer who was Jeff Franklin. And then Miller, Tom Miller, who we just lost, and uh, sadly, and Bob Boyette, a wonderful man who's helped my career a few times. Uh, and I was on a show, I finally got a show on CBS called The Morning Program, where I was the third sidekick, and they fired me after five months. And then my manager said, hey, why don't you um, uh, go do Full House? I said, what? He said, yeah, I talked to Jeff Franklin, and they made him, they wanted me originally. They wanted me because wow. of Jeff knew my standup. Um, and if you know my standup, you don't hire me as Danny Tanner. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I like acting. I mean, I love acting. So um, I went and, and I was on a, uh, we were in Disneyland doing the morning program. And I did a screen test with Stamos and Dave Coulier. And next thing I knew, I was reshooting the pilot with those guys for wow. uh, what became a show that, didn't do well the first few years. And then it was wow. on Tuesday nights. It was on against Seinfeld and they weren't doing well the first few years. Yeah. Well, Tuesday's a tough night. Not good. And no. then, uh, and then they moved us to Friday of after a few years and that became TGIF all the right. kids favorite that. thing. But you were, yeah, you, yeah. were you were older at that time, I believe. Right? Yeah, no, I was already calling lacrosse up in Canada. Oh, uh, but if I I'm didn't know mistaken, you where, where in Canada were you calling lacrosse? Uh, Thunder Bay. Whoa, that's my the, favorite spring scene song. Yeah, the Thunder Bay Patroons was oh. the, the lacrosse team. And actually up there, they play something called lacrosse cross, where it's two lacrosse games played simultaneous perpendicular to each other. It's, it's a hell of a way to go. Did they uh, play? And that plug, was, there, was there a theme song? That plug brought to you by a, a choo-choo, <laughs> the train-shaped allergy dose pack for kids. And Edibles Rex, the pot brownies for dogs. Well, I didn't know they had that. Plus, Alto oh, no, Altoid Mints. Get that 90s rock band breath with Altoid Mints. I'm going there. How'd you get in on the ground floor of what became, let's be honest, a huge showbiz skyscraper? That's the whole Brad Gray thing. You mentioned your manager earlier. That was Brad Gray is the person that said, look, uh, the morning program, it's over. Do you want to do Full House? And I went, I'm broke. Of course, I. just to move out of New York, you're broke. So, so. he starts with pretty much you and Dave Coulier, who's one of the other guys. Yeah, and then, and then, Gary, and then those I, are, Gary Shandling. Those are the first three. Guys. I introduced him to Gary Shandling. Wow, and, that was um, you. And also Harvey Weinstein was uh, was also part of the team. And uh, with what Brad part? 
Well, Brad worked for Harvey as a runner when he was in college in Buffalo and Harvey was a rock promoter and he never touched me. But um, I remember going across from the Westwood Comedy Store to dinner with Brad and Harvey and Gary. And then Gary had written a show um, uh, for Sanford and Son, a spec script. And then he got a job writing for uh, the practice, I think it was called, with Danny Thomas. And he sold the script and it was like eight grand you got. And Harvey at that time wanted, you know, 20% of that money. And Gary said, this is not a good idea. And so he didn't <laughs> want to do it. And then Brad left Harvey and they sued each other. And then later, of course, he distributed his films. And then now Harvey's doing just great. And Brad, unfortunately, is gone. Uh, and Gary, unfortunately, is gone. Uh, Brad and but, Gary might have got the better end of that. I mean, well, it, I, where, I wish it would have Harvey been. is right now, you know, uh, in, in, in that regard. But it's unfortunate that there was the parting of ways. Um, and it was huge loss. It, uh, a big uh, sad thing yeah. also for me personally, because I was in the middle of it. And yet, yeah, I don't know. I, I would like a do over some things in life. You'd like a do over. I would have liked yeah. to have done something. Something's different. But I'm a grown man now, yeah. but I wasn't then. So, well, that's got to uh, also uh, uh, enrich your ability to uh, to a act but also be direct that kind of uh, seeing how life can sometimes turn out in ways that you would have hoped it hadn't has got to give you some insight because that had to be something that drew you to directing. You've got a, a deeper well than, than a lot of standups, I think just emotionally. And you kind of, you've, you seen, my yard, you've seen my yard. Yeah. Well, I did not call down the well to find out how many people were still there. No, there's uh, many, many. They rub the lotion on their skin and they do what it's told. That's that, weird because I only saw ham sandwiches in the basket. I, so well, I, I always catering. Anyway. I always had craft service for my victims. You know, you can't joke about this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I have a sixth sense of humor. How? Well, you know, how but do you, I teach you, me how to joke. That's a dichotomy that you you don't mind walking in. I've never used the word dichotomy on my podcast before. <laughs> but I mean, your squeaky clean image from Full House and Fuller House, your stand-up, uh, a crazy blue sometimes. But that's, what's, that's what's, and very natural. Now, well, because that's me, um, and I want to make people laugh. And so I do what I find funny. A lot of it is not appropriate now. Um, you know, it was a time when Aristocrats came out. That couldn't come out now, and, and uh, Entourage. So I had an HBO special that kind of made people go, what the hell is wrong with him? And it was always there. It's just, I think it was a little bit, I just hit a peak with it. You know, the pressure right. cooker kind of pop. But my, I was ready to go on tour this whole year. And a lot of it was reflective about how, how difficult life is and how everybody was at each other before the pandemic and before, you know, the loss of George Floyd and before all of that. But I was talking a lot about, racial problems when I was growing up in Virginia and, uh, and, and a lot of my standup has a lot of reflective things in it. That will be a special next year, I guess, because it ain't happening this year. You know, I can't go out and tour right now, obviously. Right. That's why I'm so happy to talk to you. Well, we'll come out of this thing for sure. And then, the, then you'll be on tour and you'll be able to share some of these insights of that tour. And I have Incidentally, a I just got a bulletin. That tour was uh, going to be brought to you by a VIP the luxury porta potty. 
I didn't even know they made those. I like that it's but, no, hey. wait, I like that it's VIP. Yeah, That's, exactly. I don't know if you realize that. I was gonna say this is my groupie for the road. Oh, you got a troll doll. No, I remember those. No, this is a real thing. This is a real that's, person. That's wow. Look, I mean, it's anatomically correct. Well, let's check the front before oh. we jump to that conclusion. No, there's nothing there. Yeah, no, there's nothing there. Well, no. maybe it is anatomically correct. Well, belly how many ring. times have a has a woman looked at you or me and said, "There's nothing there." Um. <laughs> You know, just a couple times, because I'm not a predator, you know, I just, I'd rather just be, uh, just lay around and I, I'm, I'm weird. I, I'm a relationship guy, you know? And so I've been yeah. with my wife now for four years and I, I don't think I've ever been happier. I actually, quarantine actually serves me because she can't leave. Yeah, that's true. She's, uh, she's legally obligated on two fronts now, which as most agents will tell you, that's a lock. I like a woman with two fronts. You can't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> yeah, sure you can say that. <laughs> well, are you married? Are you a married man? Uh, you know, uh, uh, I am divorced. Uh, my ex-wife, Evelyn, uh, still lives up in her falls, Wisconsin. Uh, I ship her a check every now and then. Uh, she seems happy. She actually is competing on, on the women's bass fishing tour. And, That's uh, fantastic. She, yeah, she placed 14th last weekend down in... Uh, uh, in slippery berm alabama they had a tournament she slippery. caught seven bass wow so does she yeah she's not in the settlement she doesn't owe you a bass of any kind no no if she clears a certain amount every year then she pays me because this is not as lucrative as most people believe uh those i read 15 bucks a pop that's it unless i blow it then it's 750 oh my god because uh, i'm still getting your name out there you know but uh i, I now screwed up what here. about Listen children do you have kids no no kids that's great just bass no you don't have bass just bass yeah no 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 well she has the bass although i occasionally cook bass you know uh you can if you can fillet a bass yeah, you've got a skill that will serve I you for the rest of your life. I can fillet 100 pounds of fish in an hour. I worked in a deli and seafood department when I was 16, 17, 18, and uh, through college. I was I lived at home and went to college. I had a real studly life. And well, I would, you know, but the, the, let's be honest. There, there's an extra level of confidence you have in knowing how to handle a knife the, that well at age 18. Correct. I can fillet anything which is why I wanted to be a coroner. Um, but, you know. They, yeah, that would add an element of entertainment uh, to the coroner's office, I think, if they did more of a Benny Hanna type. That's really smart. It would, it would be, you just have him on a, a slab and, and heat up that, that fire. And sure, then, that, yeah. But that it's, cannibals aren't prevalent uh, in North America. Not that well, we no, they're, they're coming. Uh, uh, they're coming. The way things are going yeah, after coming, the locusts, sure. you know, this is. Yeah. You know. We got everything else. That television pitch by me and Bob brought to you by my pillow case. Make <laughs> any pillow your pillow with my pillow case and Southern Comforter, the liquor scented bedspread. Sweet dreams with Southern Comforter. Hey, listen, before we dive into a couple other things, what's the what's the dream project you will not rest until you do either writer or director, whatever you want to do. Is there something stuck in Bob Saget's craw that he's got to get out there? I want to remake the 10 commandments. <laughs> That's sure. pretty much all I can say right now. We're, we've got an embargo on that information. All right. That's it. I can't, and, uh, I can't no, talk no. about it. And it, it offends no one. 
and, and it's um, let's wow. just say it's got it. You know, I'm trying to get Kevin Hart um, and Chappelle attached. That's where wow. I'm at right now. I like it. Listen, right. I got a bonafide big time comedian, actor and director with me. Time Who? for advice Who? corner. Oh, Actual sorry. takeaway from the great Bob Saget. Now, Bob, I'm going to ask you five questions here. And they because you never know, there could be kids out there thinking about taking this path in life. And maybe uh, you can help them with some advice. I'll just ask you five questions. Give a straight, direct answer uh, or whatever you're thinking, because I don't want to limit your mind. Here's no. question yeah. number one. Yeah. Uh, multiple takes of the same scene as an actor. Uh, do you try to duplicate what you did or do you change it up and give them something a little different every day? It depends if it's working. And if, uh, if you're directing um, or as an actor, in any case, if it's working, you, uh, you do the normal thing, which is you, you rehearse it. You try to get it all out in rehearsal and find all the glitches and then try to nail it down to a certain degree uh, within reason, because actors will improvise and you got to be ready for that. But as right. far as the movement of where people go, it's really great if you can know where they're going so the camera doesn't have them walk out of frame. So the, the right. whole thing is, yeah, you, you shoot your uh, wider shots, then you move in for closer shots and coverage and all that crazy Perfect. Junk. But, but yeah, I Question guess number two. Okay. I did. <laughs> uh, you've done a ton of road work. You're planning more road work. Quick yeah, I'm working tip. for What's this. What's your travel tip? What, 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 what do you always do no matter what you're doing, where you're going? What, what, what's your best little travel Well, I think the uh, first thing when you said road work, I thought of potholes and I, I try to fill them when I can because Philly was known for that. And, and known for the potholes, yeah. Families and of five lived in them. That was, they were big. Um, wow, it was a that's rough a time. Big pothole. A huge pothole. But um, yeah, um, I would say. Floor. It's crazy. It's a duplex. It's a townhome. But um, what's the question? I can't remember. Question number three. <laughs> when do you know it's time to fire an agent or manager at any point in your career, especially maybe earlier in your career? Because you've experienced that yourself and through friends, uh, as you just mentioned the earlier anecdote. When do you know, eh, you know, this isn't working out? How do you go with your gut on that? Well, a, an easy cue is it usually rears its head to you, you which is they don't call you back. Or uh -huh. uh, that's a good one. And the other one is um, they don't get you and you're not getting them. And everybody in this in the business wants to make money. So they're understandably agents and managers want to make money. And um, so it depends if you're working or not working. Everybody loves you to death. If you're working, they're your best friends. Right. I'm really fortunate after a long time. I'm back with one of my agents from 30 years ago, Steve Levine, who's a handles a lot of people, Chris Rock and I mean, major stand-ups all that exists. One of the, it's like five people that do all the personal right. appearances, but he, we're not working because I can't get anywhere. Yeah. But but I'm really happy with my manager and my, all my, and my publicist who thinks of a publicist as being a good person. Um, right. He's, he's just one of the best people I know. So I'm friends. That's something I always wanted is I'm friends with my whole team, as we call yeah. it. Well, that's important. Here's and a this is this is this is my manager. Um, I just wanted to make that clear. The troll is your manager. The yeah, real troll. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a fake troll. No, he's a I'm real troll. A, yeah, a, he I lives see under him a bridge. Question number four. Good note for a stand-up who's trying acting, 
for the first time because stand-ups tend to do everything by themselves on stage. That's what makes them stand-ups. But then you get in a group of people acting and uh, what, what would be a tip you'd give a stand-up in that situation? Uh, do acting workshops. Definitely uh, do, do acting workshops. I did it for five, six years with a gentleman, Daryl Hickman. And there's many great acting teachers out there, especially in LA, New York. Right now, you can't do that. You guess you could do scenes over Zoom, but I would say just work on material. Read the best scripts that you like. Don't do impressions of how other people did the material. And there's a lot of emotional stuff too. I mean, you know, places like Juilliard, if you're lucky enough to go somewhere like that, you really learn how to tap into your emotional energy. It gets very uh, foo-foo as you continue. No, but that's about impressive. It. That's impressive and concise. Last question. As a director, put your director head on. Best way to deal with an egotistical actor who's kind of screwing up what you're trying to do? Well, you assume that's going to happen. You figure out, because um, everybody always says, no matter what project, there's always an asshole. And then the, the punchline is, I just hope <laughs> it's not me. Um, <laughs> but uh, when that happens, you have to make it work. And if for some reason it just can't work and you can afford it, you recast. But you can't recast if you're at the top of the line. Say you're making a movie, and this will, I'll try to make it shorter because I know your answer is supposed to be quick. But, uh, wow, I just ate up 30 seconds. Oh, that's Chris Farley. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? Oh, I'm so stupid. But um, And I directed him in Dirty Work. That was the last movie that he wow. did. And he was a gift. A gift to Amazing everyone. performer. Um, but amazing and spot on. But if you get an actor in my experience that is incredibly unhappy um, and you and you can't replace them, you learn to work with them and empathize with where they're coming from. Cause I've been on both sides of the desk and I have more directing things. I got a lot more of that in me that I want to do, especially right. the 10 commandments with Kevin Hart and the rock and um, yeah, sure. Chris and, rock uh, Chappelle. And, and Chappelle, Tiffany Haddish, um, Regina Hall. Uh, for sure. I love Regina yeah. Hall. I actually have to call her. Uh, I'm not joking. Um, she's one of the most special people. Um, she's well, see, a, 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 her good, mom had, good her you mom talked had, to me today. Her, her mom had scleroderma and I, that, I lost a sister to that. Right. And I, I was able to turn her on to a doctor and her mom's doing well. Um, wow. It's, it's in her Wikipedia page. I'm like, what am I doing in there? Wow. We, just, we've never had an emotional turn on this show that dramatic uh that yeah quick, i do that I'm and that effectively queen. done um and uh emotionally i have no clue how to handle that that advice corner brought to you by quarantinis hard <laughs> liquor drone dropped right into your mouth from the good folks at schlatzman brewery the, the quarantinis are they made by the same company that covers your bed and whiskey that, that no no that's two different companies schlatzman's brewery uh, Schlatzman's uh, famous for uh, Schlatzman's malt liquor. It's not beer, so don't call it beer. And uh, uh, Schlatzman's light beer, it's uh, taconite filtered for your protection. Now, <laughs> the Fiery Four. The Fiery Four. These are some of YouTube toy reviewers' career. Whoa. Now, we're going to have some fun with these. These are just sports, but don't, 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 don't concern yourself. Fire number one with NASCAR banning the rebel flag. Should golf ban the alligator shirt logo? That seems fair to me. I mean, I think should true, there be other bannings? In I think true karma is to take alligators and put a human being on their chest. 
then they seem to be trying in Florida. Many of the alligators uh, down there seem unhappy with their place in life. Yeah. And uh, oddly enough, they're going to golf courses and trying to find humans. That's that's what's happening. I've been seeing it. it. I've seen it. I saw it once on America's Funniest Home Videos. A golf ball went into the mouth of an alligator in Florida. I saw it with my eyes. Wow. That's so I'm going to tell you right there. I'm dropping a new ball. Fire number two. Baseball going to get a 60 game season in. What happens if everyone says, hey, you know, uh, this feels about right. 60 games. Why don't they do this every year? Is there a chance people are going to go? This is a better size season for baseball. I think a lot of things are going to change. And if health holds up and they don't have to stop and then go back. Um, if it was able to happen, I, I I love baseball. And, um, I just, I think they have to get rid of daylight savings time first and then do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's smart. Get the whole time thing straightened out. Fire number three. Yes. NFL claims they can get 25% fan capacity into a stadium for a game this fall. Would you go to one of those games? No, I wouldn't. I'm 64. And my doctor said, why? But then I'm considering doing stand-up. And so then I don't want to be reckless with that either for the audience or for myself. I look at my friend D.L. Hubley, who passed out on stage. And and I was concerned very much for him. I kind of went nuts on it because I love the guy. I'm not real close with him, but I've always had nothing but affection. Tremendous stand-up, D.L. he's And such a great mind and such a good man. Um, so I, I called him and he was laughing at me because I had texted him the night before so much. And uh, I said, I, I don't know why I just can't take any of this anymore. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's a real thing. So I wouldn't go to a 25 percent full. Right. Uh, but I, if I did stand up in a club and it was at 70 percent and we were safer and it wasn't spiking. But I don't want to add to that spiking because I believe in it. Yeah. I believe this exists. I believe in science. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's 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 somehow debatable in this country now. And finally, fire number four: Will NBA players be fine spending two months at Disney World? That's where they're going to do the NBA season. Everybody's at Disney World; they're confined. They're staying. They're going to do two months. Are they going to be okay there, or are they going to go crazy inside of about five days? Not in I Disney think it's World. either or, and I'm not sure which is going to happen. No, it depends on the player because, uh, wow. you know, some people True. are going to love being able to, if it's open, you're going to love being able to go on the Millennium Falcon. I mean, right. you know, and you could, some guys could do that for three days. They don't care. They're yeah. not going to be on It's a Small World. Um, but, no. you know, they're not going to well, be. they can't Cinderella. fit no. in It's a Small World. No, the boat rocks. Uh, but yeah. but they could take their family. That's one thing about it. But I don't know if that's, that's healthy either while they're, while they're uh, working. Right. Plus, then uh, then uh, the other side of the coin, the Dennis Rodman personality types are, aren't going to last an hour. I, I think they're going to have to go down to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Uh, health, well, healthy strip club in Miami. That's what they'll be doing. And Orlando has plenty of that there. So he'd find that, a place. That's true. That's true. That fiery four brought to you by J.C. Penny. Dressing homicide detectives for over 60 years. <laughs> now, I understand you may have a pop quiz for me. Folks, uh, you know this. This is where my guest uh, the, today, the great Bob Saga, asks me three questions with uh, like trivia style answers. And I try to get them right. I haven't done well, Bob. I've only won uh, 12 
of about 130. But uh, I got on a roll a couple of weeks ago. I won, I won right. two in a row. Uh, so uh, here's the theme song for Pop Quiz. Hang on. I'm on. Pop Quiz. That's it. That's not bad. <laughs> Do I have to know the answer? It would help, but if you don't, uh, we'll roll with it. Who? Uh, right, question number one. All right. What uh, famous uh, football player went on to acting and also had a recording career, a musical recording career? Oh, acting and recording. Man, I'm going to have to go. Uh, that's not Terry Bradshaw. Uh, I'm going to have to. You know what? I'll take a shot at uh, 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 Don Meredith. No, no. I, I, and I could be wrong, but I believe it's Joe Namath. I believe Joe Namath. Yeah, I, I did record a couple of albums. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have. So, so I got paid one a pretty penny to sense. be a fly on that wall. I'm owing one. Shoot me another question. Let's see if I can't even this out right now. Okay. Um, who was uh, one of the best known? Uh, this is specifically for my selfishness of the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, who was the best known uh, when they won the Stanley Cup back in uh, what was it eighty? I don't know. No, no, no. 76, I think. Um, Dave Schultz. No, but close. Uh, best it. known with no front teeth whatsoever uh, when they were the Broad Street Bullies. Oh, uh, which man. which uh, member of oh, the Philadelphia man. Flyers was that? Um, um, uh, uh, Williams. I can't think of his no, first I, name. No, I believe That's it was Bernie, Bernie Perrant is who I believe it was. I'm pretty sure. Bernie Perrant, the goalie. I'm pretty Wasn't sure. Wasn't he the yeah. goalie? I think so, yes. Yeah, and uh, he wound up, incidentally, the sizier troll doll. Uh, goalie is a hard position. It's All right, I'm difficult. going to. They, they whittle you me, down. Let me see Let me see if I can uh, uh, save my dignity here and at least get one right. Last question from Bob Saget. Okay, here it comes. Um, oh, this will, be, this will be a really easy one. Um, what uh, what does uh, The Rock eat? What is his main diet? What kind of food does he eat? Well, uh, he does the thing in the ring. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Uh, so he cooks, but there's not a specific food in there. You know what? I'm going to say fish. I think you might be right, but let's change it to another person. What, what well, is I the main... I don't think Easy's helping me right no, this now. This is going to help you. You're going to know this. The, okay. The, the, the number podcast in the world is probably Joe Rogan. What what is his main diet that he loves to always uh, show on his social media? What does he love to? Oh, eat? I got nothing. Uh, meat, uh, raw meat, raw meat. Well, it's not raw, but uh, hamburgers. I it's steak. Close buffalo. It, it's oh, it's closer elk. It's it's. <laughs> Uh, there you go. There's a lot of elk in his diet and it's very lean and it's cut with a giant Bowie knife that you would see if you watched Ozark, you know, it's uh, just, you know, what? sliced uh, beautifully and with some, with sometimes some beans, sometimes some beans, I mean, sometimes I mean like some string beans. beans, like healthy, healthy green. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got you. And he works that out. Was, Obviously he lifts weight once in a while. That was such a wonderful mom thing to throw in. I better get it in a vegetable for the kids. That pop <laughs> quiz brought to you by acetaminophen. Blow the aspirin right into your face with acetaminophen. My guest today, the unbelievable Bob Saget. 
Saget. Follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Saget. Get his podcast. Bob Saget's here for you wherever you get your podcasts. I'm sure Apple Podcasts and everything else. Uh, he's one of the best. Bob, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I can't thank you enough. I don't know what to say. And please give Jeff Cesario my love. Um, I'll, do, just... I'll give him a troll doll hug for you. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. His album, What Was I Thinking? Out now on Pandora and Spotify and all that stuff. And thanks to you folks for listening and to my new host, StarburnsAudio.com. If you want more of me this weekend, I'll be in upstate New York for Desperation.com, doing the play-by-play on the first annual Riding Over Niagara Falls in a Barrel of Monkeys. Let's get this pandemic over with. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.